Amen. Amen. Well, we're very thankful to, uh, to be with you and to be uh, among you. I'm going to try hard to uh, uh, work well with this microphone. Uh, I, I think technology is, um, is wonderful, but it's obviously been given uh, in part to keep me humble. Hallelujah. I struggle with most microphones at some point in time during just about every service. I'm not an expert like uh, my brother Clement over there. Um, even though I wear them a lot and should be, uh, we'll, we'll find a way. I, oh, I was, I was blessed um, this morning. I was blessed to speak to you a bit about what's happened in our past. Um, but I was also really blessed by Emmanuel's choice of Scripture. And the selection there, I'm, I'm particularly happy to be in a place where I really feel akin uh, to the leaders and am very honored by just being in their presence, being around them, uh, to, to share something with you that I believe it's for you, but I believe there's a larger context for this word. Uh, I believe the body of Christ... Um, in many parts of the world need to hear what we are discussing this morning. I'm, I'm prayerful now that the Holy Spirit will communicate, uh, that I'll not get in the way, and that we'll, we'll, we'll add this to what God is speaking to you um, about the different things that He's really urging you towards and, and calling you towards uh, as His people, both here in this area and, and elsewhere. Um, God knows, God knows where, where you will be, where he will call you, and where he will employ you in the days ahead. I know they, there's one, one young lady for sure, for sure, that will, will travel on foreign soil um, that's in our midst right now. I, I saw that the last time that we were here, and I'm looking forward to seeing that happen and how God opens that up. But there's, there's probably more. There's probably more, and there's certainly, certainly a calling on each and every one of your lives. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Uh, having said that, um, the, the, the message here is a little bit challenging, a little bit of a, a striker. So uh, I want to ask you to open your spirits and, and allow the Holy Spirit to make the application uh, to you personally in your life and, and where you're walking and the things that you are uh, encountering and and you and the Lord, where it is that you find yourself. I'm, I'm reading a passage from the, the book of Amos, chapter 7. In some, some circles, it's a fairly famous passage. Um, it's not something that I grew up with or knew much about, but um, I really believe that the Holy Spirit has laid it on uh, our hearts as a, as a part here. It's, it's, it's one of two portions of Scripture that will feature for us this morning concerning the word of the Lord. And um, the, the, if, if you wanted to put a title down uh, or call this message by title, I would, I would say that we're talking about trust and the plumb line of God this morning. Amen. Amos chapter 7, starting in verse 7. Then he showed me, that is the Lord showed Amos, and behold, the Lord was standing by a vertical wall with a plumb line in his hand. The Lord said to me, 
What do you see, Amos? And I said, a plumb line. Then the Lord said, behold, I am about to put a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will spare them no longer. The high places of Isaac will be desolated and the sanctuaries of Israel laid waste. Then I will rise up against the house of Jeroboam with the sword. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't that an encouraging passage of scripture to be read to you on a Sunday morning? Praise the Lord. Now this was a serious message from this brother. Hallelujah. Let me read to you just a little bit of, of context here. Amos prophesied in the time of the rule of a man named Jeroboam. Now he was a king of a newly divided Israel who deliberately sought to distract Israel from a pure devotion to God. Now this is the crucial point here. He deliberately sought to distract Israel from a pure devotion of God for the purpose of controlling them. Hallelujah. He was not a rightful king. He did not come from the line of David. He had usurped his authority and rebelled against Solomon's son to come to the position that he was in. He obtained his position via manipulation, via rebellion, via the means of the flesh, via his own scheming and unrighteous activity. You understand what I'm talking about here? This was not the guy that you wanted in charge, yet he was the one in charge. Amen. Okay. He separated the people from God. Now this is where, where, where the key, key points come in. He separated the people from God through two means, two different means. Now one of the means that he separated the people from God was a very subtle means. Okay. Almost imperceptible. And that was he made small changes in their pattern for worship. You understand? They still had special days. They still had altars. Okay? They still had priests. But, but he changed them ever so slightly. Okay? And they would worship not at exactly the same day. Okay? The altars, they didn't look quite exactly the same, but they were still there. The priests... They didn't all come from the house of Levi. They came from all the houses. You, you understand? So to, to be honest, okay, to the outward eye, it was very similar what it is that he called and caused to happen in the midst of Israel. Do you understand? Very slight changes. The outward worship was very similar under Jeroboam. Now, listen very carefully here. What was very major very significant <laughs> was that he introduced a cult from Egypt where you worshipped many gods. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now I want to ask you a question here. Okay. The people, they went along with it. Hallelujah. The people, they were fine with that. Now I want you to think about this. The outward practice was very similar to what they had always done, to the way God had prescribed that they were supposed to do it. The outward looked similar, 
but who they were worshiping was not the same. And they were okay with it. Praise the Lord. I want to ask you a question. How? How is it possible that God's chosen people would be fine with these things in this particular context? How is it possible? I want to tell you how it's possible. Okay. Their focus on who they were as God's people was outward was performance-based, was what they could see. It was not who it was that their heart was given to. Hallelujah. They were concentrating on what the worship looked like. Amen. And all he had to do was tweak that just a little. Nothing special. Amen. Not even really change that. And he could cause them to do the same thing they had been doing on the outside and introduce a whole nother God. Hallelujah. Now this thing here, and this is very important for you. I, I, I was speaking to the men yesterday and I read a scripture to them. There's a scripture in the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Okay, And this is what it says. It says, you are from God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. You know, when we have Christ inside of us, it is an extremely powerful thing. Amen? Okay. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Did Did you hear that? Did you understand that? You know what that means? Hallelujah. That means that the enemy cannot come to you and say to you, I will steal this from you, you Christian person. You person with Jesus sitting inside of you, I will have my way with you. No. He cannot do that because God is bigger and more powerful than he is. Amen. God is living inside of us. And he is more powerful, praise the Lord, than he that's in the world. Are we together then? Let me ask you a question here. How many of you know that there are Christians today? For that matter, oftentimes... And many Christians that are being stolen from, that are being robbed, that are coming up short from their destiny and purpose in the Lord. How many of you know that? How many of you may have experienced a degree of that yourself? I'm not talking about um, the, um, the, 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 the tribulation that we experience in the world because it's a fallen world. I'm talking about when the devil has found a place in your life. Hallelujah. We are Christians sometimes. The bride sometimes is being influenced and being controlled, hallelujah, by the enemy himself. You understand? Okay. Now this picture, this picture in the book of Amos, praise God, amen, okay, is a very, very applicable, learned from, oftentimes led by the Spirit example of something that is going on or could be going on in our lives as the people of God today. Hallelujah. We are not living in the days of Jeroboam, but I'll tell you what, there is an illegitimate ruler. Hallelujah. (laughs) Who works by manipulation, seeks to control, praise God, seeks to usurp authority. Amen. 
in an illegitimate way. Who is that? It's the devil. Amen. And he is competing, praise God, for the place in our soul and in our heart that should only belong to the Lord our God. Amen. Now let me tell you what he will do. He will come in and even though, even though you have Christ living inside of you, it is you that must choose. Christ inside of me is who I will listen to. Christ inside of me is the one that I will give my life's work and attention to. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's right. right. That is a choice. Hallelujah. We can't do it on our own. We have no strength in and of ourselves, but we do have the responsibility, praise the Lord, to acknowledge God in our daily lives, in the decisions of our lives, in the walk that we walk in. Amen? Are we together there? Praise the Lord. Amen. I have another scripture. Hallelujah. I said that the, the, the title of the message here is trust and the plumb line. Hallelujah. See, sometimes, sometimes, it is not so clear. It is not so clear. And we have to pay attention. Amen. Thank God for His Word. The book of Proverbs, chapter 3. This is a famous scripture. Hopefully, you know this scripture in your own heart. I hope it is burned and seared into who you are to a greater measure today than it ever has been before, and you'll never forget it again. Amen? Chapter 3 of the book of Proverbs, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You can tell God is, uh, He's done a few works in me in this particular area. I'm telling you right now, He's done a four or five hundred. Amen. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Hallelujah. Now, guys, I want to, this is a little bit personal to me. I I believe God takes us through our own journeys a lot of times to prophesy, (laughs) to speak, to share with the body about the work that he's done in us. Amen. So that others can hopefully learn, can hopefully change, maybe even can avoid themselves. Some of the challenges that have been walked through by the person that is delivering the word. Amen. Now, I grew up, and I'm very thankful for it, in a Christian home. I'm very thankful for that. Hallelujah. I mean, let me tell you something. My parents told me we've got to trust the Lord a lot. You understand? You've got to put your faith in God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But I'll tell you what was interesting about my family. As soon as there came a problem... As soon as there came a challenge, what do you think our first response was? Oftentimes, what did I see in my family? Even my extended family, amen. When a challenge came, when a problem arose, the first thing that happened was we started thinking. (laughs) Amen. We started 
bouncing off of one another and talking about one another, the things we could do, the repercussions of this, this, if we do this, this will happen. If this is the thing we'll do, that will happen. It was all about logic and our understanding. Now, I want you to allow that to sink into your own life, amen? How many times when we have a challenge, when we have a problem, whether it's in business, <laughs> whether it's in our personal lives, whether it's in the church itself, is our first response to think rather than to sit before the Lord, to pray, and to ask Him for His input on the situation. That's right. That's right. That is true. Hallelujah. Well, let me tell you something. Where you go first, ah, it's an awful lot like what you are worshiping. Yeah. Hallelujah. People of God, let us take stock this morning. Amen? Let us consider this morning that God wants us. He wants to weigh and measure us and test us and ask us in our hearts. Do we think first or do we pray first? Who do we go to when the pressure is on to begin with? Amen? It almost seemed like in my life, eventually, <laughs> eventually, we would get down on our knees. You understand? And at that point, it wasn't asking God what the situation was about. It wasn't seeking His counsel. It was, God, we have tried 17 things that we have thought about. Hallelujah. Nothing has worked. Now, would you please come? You understand? Are we a people like that today? I think, brothers and sisters, that most, most of the Western church, most of the Western church, okay, is being controlled oftentimes by the enemy, certainly being influenced by the enemy because we turn to our logic and our understanding yeah. rather than to the Lord. First and foremost. Hallelujah. A simple thing with profound, profound, ultimate consequences. Amen? Yeah. What does this, 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 this message here? And I want, I want you to think about this now. I know this is a, a little bit challenging. Amen. And uh, I won't ask you right now in order to keep with the anointing of the Spirit, which I think is... Uh, a, a weighing and a measuring and, and a convicting anointing. I won't ask you um, if you love me. Hallelujah. Because that's not the important thing, really. You know, the important thing is separating any barriers, you understand, between us and the Lord. Amen. says here, you trust in the Lord with all your heart and you don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. Amen. Path straight. Praise God. Now, how many of you um, have experienced yourself or talked to somebody else whose path seems anything but straight? Yeah. Yeah. Whose life is either obviously derailed, praise the Lord, you know, look, 
if we're going to walk in a way that's clearly contrary to the truth of God, if we're going to lie, cheat, steal, uh, fornicate, do all manner of these things that are contrary to God, our life is going to be bad. That's right. That's true. Now, did everybody hear that? Okay. Uh, had a recent experience where, you know, sometimes we get to the point where we even lie to ourselves about the effect of sin in our lives. And we're not going to do that again this morning, amen? Okay? If we're going to sin and walk contrary to God, then our lives are going to be ripped apart by the devil, amen? Okay? But I'll tell you something else, because this is the experience that I saw in my own life and in Christians like my life, like the life that I had. There were pathways that were very socially acceptable. People were in business. Sometimes people were doctors. Sometimes they were engineers. Sometimes they were business owners. And let me tell you something. Every second of every day, those people yearned for more. Hallelujah. They were unhappy. They lacked fulfillment. Amen? Now, I'm not talking about a rosy, wonderful, perfect circumstance life, because that is not what God is saying when He's saying your path is straight. Amen? What He's saying is, you will walk in my will. Oh, hallelujah. And when you walk in my will, you will know a peace and a satisfaction and a, and a sense of accomplishment that you cannot find any other way. Hallelujah. See, it's twofold. Amen. There's the obvious life. Praise God. But then there's the life that looks okay on the outside. Amen. Looks okay on the outside. But inside, praise the Lord. <laughs> what we are doing is killing us. Amen. And I can tell you this. What we are doing, <laughs> it does not display gospel of the Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. Are we together? Mm. You know what? I was on a successful path. I was on a very successful path. Amen? Mm. I wasn't doing bad. Mm. There, was, there was financial financial blessing there. Certainly more than I needed, etc., etc. My family was happy. You know, their plan for me was not to be in the ministry. Their plan for me was to write checks to people that are in the ministry. Amen? <laughs> You know, and that's not a bad plan. I, and I believe some people are called to do that in, in a lot of ways. Now, we all minister, but you understand what I'm saying? That was that was their idea for me. Well, so, <laughs> you know, I have I have a incredible, incredible family. But my family came to me and said, what in the world are you doing? I even went in a somewhat non-traditional pathway to the ministry. Hallelujah. See, my, my family is Southern Baptist. Amen? <laughs> okay? And let me tell you what, I love Southern Baptist. I still am a part of Southern Baptist in my heart, and, and, and I worship with them, and, and I go with them. But, but the Lord was leading me in a different way. Do you understand? In terms of what it was that I was called to, He was leading me in a different way. And so they came to me. What are you doing? What you're looking like is crazy. Well, you know, you know what happened? About three years after they asked me that question, about three years after they attempted to intervene. You understand, it was an intervention. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, interventions normally when you're doing something bad. 
not here. They were intervening on my pursuit of the ministry, if you will. Three years after that, they came to me, and you know what they said to me? My family, my family with houses and cars and degrees. You know what they said to me? They said to me, Rod, you know what we want to know? We want to know that God loves you, or that God loves me as much as we see that you know God loves you. Hallelujah. See, my path was straight. You understand? I knew God's will for my life. I was walking in a way where every step of every day was affecting eternity. Amen? Yeah. I knew that what I was doing now would last for 10,000 lifetimes. Amen? Are we together there? Yeah. Instead of just a passing pleasure in the moment. A comfort in this day and in this time alone in and of itself. Amen? If we trust in the Lord, lean not on our own understanding, in all of our ways, hallelujah, acknowledge Him, He makes our pathway straight and clear. Hallelujah. He gives us peace. (laughs) He changes us. Hallelujah. Other people see what you have and they want it. Amen. You know, we, 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 we're talking about preaching the gospel. Amen. Let me tell you something. You be in the will of the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. And everything that you say will have ten times the weight. Amen. If you aren't in His will. Praise God. Let the Lord speak to you about your walk with Him. Amen? Where are you leaning on your understanding versus leaning on what it is that He has to say to you? Praise God. How many times in the Scripture does He tell people to do things that don't seem to make sense? (laughs) Israel never made sense. When they were doing what God wanted them to do, you know, they were, they were outnumbered a thousand to one. And they, 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 they went into to battle, sometimes without even uh, weapons for battle, etc., etc., etc. And what God did with that tiny nation, what God still does with that tiny nation, literally shakes the world. That's true. That is true. You know why? Because they see it's God. Amen. And not them. Are we together then? Amen. You know, <laughs> there's, there's the, the, the problem is, the problem is, okay, um, we have been convinced that there is less out there for us than what there really is. Hallelujah. When we trust in the Lord, when He is our source, amen? When He is who we turn to and speak to momentarily, even in the midst of challenges, praise God, and there is nothing, there is nothing that He cannot do in our lives. Are we together there? I, <laughs> I, I, I love you guys a lot. This scripture says, It'll be healing to your body. Amen. And refreshment to your bones. 
Are we together there? No. Guys, I know that in this church, you believe that God still heals today. Amen? Yes. You believe that, right? Hallelujah. Let me ask you a question. When the last time you saw a healing miracle from the Lord? In your life? Or in somebody else's life? And when was the last time it was more than the relief from a headache? Amen? Yeah. Praise God. God said he was bringing a plumb line. Amen? Let me tell you something. When Jesus ministered in the New Testament, he would teach and he would heal. Are we together there? Yeah. He did that all the time. Almost. There was never one without the other. Hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, it is very fundamental to the gospel. Hallelujah. Are we together then? The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 that he was the firstborn. Hallelujah. Amongst many brethren. Amen. Did you know that you are part of those brethren? Yeah. Are we together then? Amen. Okay. What Jesus did, we should do. Amen. Okay. And you know, look, I've, I've pursued this, I've walked in this, I've seen these things, but I'll tell you what I'm now seeing is pretty clear. There is no, no technical formula for walking out healing as a man and woman of God. You know what there is? There is trust in the Lord. Amen? Because I'll tell you what, he did it so many different ways in the scripture. It wasn't that he was showing us the 17 different methods. Hallelujah. He was showing us that it depended on a dependence in him. That's right. Amen. So when we are confronted by a situation. Hallelujah. You know what we need to do? We need to turn and we need to ask God what it is that he is saying about this situation. How do we get healing? Amen? Let me tell you, okay? I've got two different testimonies to give to you today. Amen? Okay? So, so my wife and I began to have some um, medical challenges. Um, I had a, a, a significant blood sugar issue, diagnosed blood sugar issue, and she had a significant food allergy diagnosis. Now we're talking about stuff that was not things that you should ignore if you had any brain at all. Amen? Okay. And I thought to myself, okay, this has gotten serious, Lord. Now, I need for you to heal me. Help me, Lord. Help me in this situation. And you know what? I bowed my head to begin asking the Lord to heal me and this is what he told me. Your healing is in your discipline. <laughs> Hallelujah. So let me tell you something. God was in the business of healing me. Yeah. He wanted me healed. Amen. He wanted me changed. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But let me tell you what. He didn't want me to be zapped. Praise God. He was working that healing. You understand? In a way that would bring something to me that would help my soul in so many other ways to be led by the Holy Spirit rather than by my own desires. Amen? Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let me tell you something. Today, hallelujah, I no longer have a sugar problem. I no longer take medication for the sugar. Amen? This whole year, 
with many checkups at the doctor, amen, I have sugar levels lower than a normal person. Amen? Are we together there? And I'm going to tell you something. Listen very carefully here. Listen very, very carefully here. It was not because I fell asleep and the Holy Ghost came upon me. Amen? It was because God began to add to me discipline on a daily basis, and through that, He healed me. Are we together there? Okay. I'm not preaching particularly discipline here. I'm preaching we turn to God and listen to Him. Amen? Now, had another girl, not, not Trina or I, but another girl come to me, and, and come to us, and she was in a state. She was a pastor's wife. She was a wonderful girl, but she came to us. She had a terrible autoimmune disease. Okay? Now, let me tell you what an autoimmune disease is. It's a bunch of symptoms listed together in a medical textbook that they can't do a darn thing about, and they only treat the symptoms. She wore these plasters. You understand what I, she, she wore these plasters that made the plasters that looked like, that, that rugby players look where? It made them look like they were just little tiny butterflies on your hand. They were huge. They, they poked out of her shirt, onto her back. Every, you couldn't help but they would go down to her arm. And it was just for a little bit of relief from the pain that she felt from this autoimmune disease. She contracted okay, tuberculosis because she was taking immunosuppressant drugs to help her with the pain she was having. She had a diagnosis on paper that she had tuberculosis. She had a picture that showed TB. Hallelujah. Are we together there? Okay. She came to us in tears. Can you help us? Can you help me? I'm tired. Except I'm just, I can't remember. And to make a long story short, do you see what it says up here? It says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Amen. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Now, guys, listen very carefully. This woman was a wonderful woman. Hallelujah. But she had never, ever asked anybody for help. You know what that's symbolic of? You know what that means was present in her? She was proud. She handled it herself. Hallelujah. She didn't want to go to God. Amen. Because sometimes going to God means going to somebody else who walks with God. Amen. Yeah. It is not us and God alone. Amen. We have to depend on the body. Are we yes. together there? She came to us and we began to pray. Hallelujah. And it was not one thing. It was many things. Praise the Lord. There were tears. More than a few. Are we together there? More than, <laughs> there were so many different issues that she had never opened up about. God began to touch her heart. Her countenance began to change. The next thing we know, we don't see these plasters. You know what? I've, um, I'm just not feeling sore. Oh. You're not experiencing... The, the pain that's keeping you up at night, that's, that's causing you to cry yourself to sleep, and, 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 and you have to take um, heavy opioids to get relief from at times. You're not experiencing it, no? Not experiencing it, no. She switched her doctor when she moved. The doctor said, ah, we have to take a picture to make sure we are 
taking care of this tuberculosis. The picture came there. He said, uh, <clears throat> let me see the previous picture. The one that did say, I have TB. He put those two pictures together and he said, you know, this new picture, it doesn't say that you are healed from tuberculosis. It says that you never had tuberculosis in the first place. Apparently, when you have this thing and it gets healed, there's scars left. You understand? There was nothing left in this young lady's colon. God healed her because she humbled herself. She stopped trusting in herself. And she got on her face before the Lord. And he brought the word into her life Amen. and into her body. I'm telling you now, I want you to listen to me very closely. Okay? We are being controlled sometimes by being separated from our connection with God. Just like these people in the day of Jeroboam. Are we together today? It is time for us to listen to the Lord. To let him put his plumb line. You know, the plumb line makes sure it's built correctly. Amen? You understand? Make sure there's nothing crooked. Make sure there's nothing out of order. Make sure there is nothing that is disconnecting us from the God who lives inside of us. Yes. Yes. Are we together then? It is time for us to ask the Lord. Amen? What is it that is separating me from you? Whatever it is. God, you know what? I'm tired of, of, of wanting things just for my own comfort. I'm tired of living a life that is not consequential or not impacting eternity. I'm tired of not being the, the messenger of the gospel. Are we together there? That every single one of us, every single Christian, is called to be in some unique powerful um, uh, way that nobody else can do but you. Amen? Yeah. I'm tired of these things. I want you in my life. God is not telling you uh, that, that the sky will always be blue. Amen. He's not telling you that you will drive a Lexus by the end of the year. Hallelujah. He's not telling you these things. What He is telling you is that His path for your life will become clear and straight. You will be changed and you will change other people by walking in that way. Amen? Yes, amen. Let us stand together. Hallelujah. Let us offer to God a prayer. Hallelujah. A prayer <laughs> of request and a prayer of repentance. Amen? You know, repentance is not an ugly word, brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen? Judgment begins with the house of God. We have to come right. If we are going to bring the gospel, amen, we have got to allow God to change us. Let us have God this morning weigh and measure us. Where are we not trusting Him? Amen? Yeah. Because it's at that place that the spirit of Jeroboam, the enemy of God's people today, hallelujah, 
is influencing us, is taking us in a direction that is not what it is God has for us. Let us pray according to that way right now together. Amen. And let us repent for God's sakes. Let us repent.